Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and happy after Thanksgiving. Uh, we're so glad that you survived it, as did we. And we're going on now to the wonderful season of Christmas. We hope you didn't gain as much weight as we did. <laughs> wow. In fact, you know, we have one son that says we cannot say Christmas until the day after oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are, and then we had the funniest thing a couple of weeks ago, right after Halloween, <clears throat> we had our church service and the and the wonderful man who was conducting said, you know, I just have to say that I just really, really don't like Halloween. It was right <laughs> after Halloween. And he said, you know, they're just, it's just creepy. And, you know, it's just, there's so many hard things about it. And I'm sorry, but, but now we're going into Thanksgiving. And then he launched off into Thanksgiving. Well, people were sending him emails and hate, hate mails. Hate mail. You and, can't talk bad about Halloween. And a helpline, a helpline. <laughs> Here, you can get help for this. It was so funny. He said, I got replicate and I got feedback for that for Reprimand. weeks. And it was I kind of agreed with him actually, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't want I wasn't dumb enough to say. But I've always thought it's kind of a, a neat sequence, honey. I mean, think about it. Halloween, think about the last two months of the year, right? First comes Halloween, this sort of ghoulish, worldly sort of, you know, kind of I don't know. You were our main goal is to scare each other, kind of thing. And then and then that sort of rolls into this beautiful, peaceful time that's our favorite of Thanksgiving, where we're gathering our family, where you know, all these great peaceful gratitude things. And like we talked about last week on the show, gratitude leads to graciousness and to generosity. And that is the preparation. That's like the buffer that separates the sort of worldly awfulness of Halloween with the divine beauty of Christmas and of Christ. And it's it's Thanksgiving <laughs> that flips the switch from one to the other. It does. But we have to remember that also Halloween has a lot of creativity. We have kids who adore Halloween and do the most fun things. So, you know, to each is on going on. Yeah. So there's our three holidays. So we're, we're, we're just so grateful for Thanksgiving. And now we move on in. And I know that, you know, many of you, this one son of ours who says, don't you mention Christmas until we have Thanksgiving. We don't want to take any of the luster off of Thanksgiving. He's rare. Let's face it. Most people are ready to put up the, you know, start hearing the Christmas music and let's go for it. And it's almost like Thanksgiving and Christmas are blending and maybe there's some good in it. I'm sure it's fine. We'll be, we'll be yeah. fine, but we are on to a whole new season, a whole new mind thought mindset now. And I'm sure a lot of you mothers and grandmothers are there kind of frantic thinking, okay, now I got to get serious. Some of you are already done. I know that with all your Christmas shopping, but <clears throat> there Certainly are so in many interesting ways. In advance, Merry Christmas. Think about Christmas. Yeah, we will be talking about that for the next few weeks. It's funny that Americans say Merry Christmas. Have you ever thought of that? In England, where we've lived, as many know, for many years. Not now, but then everyone says Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy Which Christmas. do you like the best? 
Feliz Navidad. That's what they say. Yeah. I, I love them all. I love them all. I this love whole season is great. You love Santa Claus? Yeah, of course we do. Remember the the discussions we used to have with our little kids way back when, and we now occasionally have with our grandkids about, you know, I, got, I remember one time I got really worried about what if our little kids, when they, I mean, what if Santa starts being like Jesus in their minds? And we, we we had one or two that were a little troubled and were like, no, no, they're both real. Santa is real imaginary and Jesus is real, real. And then we'd talk <laughs> about that. And <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they understood it, but it helped me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, today we have another three letters to talk about. Three letter lesson again, and it ties into last time. You know, we had a good, I, we really enjoyed last week's show. I hope you did about the connections between generosity and gratitude and graciousness. And we've thought a lot about that since then. And we have. It's a neat thing to think about during the holidays. And it leads sort of to this week's three-letter lesson. It does. And we don't want to assume that you are tuning in every week. No, no, no. Exactly. No, yeah. Because no, we know no, that you, you do that, not have time to do that. But um, we did have fun with that. But we are going to give you three new letters. And I have to say, they're Richard's favorite. He, I am a student here. Well, he is the but, teacher. But you've taught me about them all. You're gifted in all three of these. I should say, we had some of you say, you know, give us that. If you want to get our Thanksgiving card, which is what we send out every year. And it has this little poem that we read last week. And we were going to give the email address again. But if you still want a copy of that with a... The, the whole card with this picture and with this poem, just send us a quick email. It's easy to remember. Iyer's grandparenting at Gmail. Oh, sorry. Iyer's grandparenting 101 at gmail.com. Okay. Cause that's our class that we're doing online. Iyer's grandparenting all strung together. 101 at Gmail. Be sure you spell it E Y R E S because yeah. so often people yeah. uh, turn those around. We'll, so. we'll send you a copy of the poem. But anyway, here we go on these three letters S S S. How would you pronounce that? I kind of think of a snake. S S S. And we're going to bridge into it from the first one, which we started to, in, in connection with gratitude and generosity and graciousness. We were talking last week a little about how all of those kind of stem from an attitude of stewardship, where as opposed to an attitude of ownership, where people who own things and think of them as theirs, that can become crazy, by the way. We know people who think their their whole mentality is ownership, including that they own their children. I know I know one guy who feels like he owns his wife, and boy, that doesn't get him very far, I can no. tell you. No. But ownership is is, you know, breeds selfishness, competition, sort of comparing all the time. And we live in that world. But to shift that over to stewardship, where, you know, we're good stewards, but but it's God. God owns the earth. God owns everything in it. We're, we're stewards. Now, you can see how that starts leading to more gratitude and certainly more, you know, graciousness and, and generosity. So, so there you go. That's the first of these, these, these three words, SSS, that we want to share with you today as concepts. And you'll take them where you want. They'll mean different things to you than they do to us. But they're all letters that start with an S, and they're all 
they all have 11 letters. Right. They do. Of course, that's very important. Very you, important honey, that I love have 11. 11 letters and you can count them if you want to out there, but I don't know how important that is to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's think about stewardship a little. And again, like last week, they're really, really tied together. They, they're three qualities of mind. They're three attitudes, three paradigms, if you will, that, that uh, we think they're, they're kind of our, we, we covet them in a way. We want these attitudes. We want them instead of their opposite. We want to have a stewardship mentality, not an ownership mentality, because we know it leads to a more spiritual, more grateful, more gracious kind of existence. And so we, we're, we're, we're trying to pursue all these and we'll just stay on, we'll introduce them all to you now and then we'll, because as we talk about them, we want to talk about the relationship between them. So the second one, which I think Linda's come to love as much as I have, comes from an old Persian fable. Absolutely. I mean, this has been part of our family fiber for many, many years and it's called Serendipity. And don't be swayed toward the movie you saw by that name or the common definition of serendipity as dumb luck or a happy coincidence, because that's not what it means. No, but I have to tell you that Richard loves that word so much that he wanted to name our first daughter serendipity. <laughs> and, I got half my width. And I said, uh-uh, no, no, because they're just going to call her dippity. That's not going to work. We are not calling her serendipity, but we did name her Saren, S-A-R-E-N, to remind us that this is an anchor word for us. It is so important. That led to trouble too, though, Linda, because serendipity in most people's minds means a happy accident. And so, Saren would say, you know, when she's a little kid, my name's Saren. I was named after the word serendipity. And people think, oh, so you were an accident? <laughs> <laughs> That's going a little bit far. But um, we we have grown to love this word together, and not only as a couple, but as a family. And it pops up all the time because serendipity happens to us every day. And you've heard us talk about this before if you've listened for a lot of a long time. But I think it, it makes life exciting and fun and interesting. Well said, Linda. A serendipitous, the adjective for, form of the word, a serendipitous person, uh, you know, relishes surprise rather than resisting surprise and actually looks for the new things that weren't expected and values the things that happened that were unplanned as much as the things that they did plan. And it's a, it is a gift. Can you, can I give you just an example? Yes, you could. Certainly so can. yesterday um, I went with a friend. We have a wonderful program in our church where uh, two women go together to minister to people men, men that do are in need. I mean, everybody's in need. So everybody has, a minister, a ministering person. And it brother really is, sister. yeah, brother or sister, but uh, we went to a, a new assignment, just a, a person you'd never a met. person we never met. And um, it was so astonishing because she said, can we just do this online? Let's FaceTime because I have a situation in my house that makes it a lot easier to FaceTime. I said, sure. So we get on FaceTime with her and Oh my goodness, this woman is so darling. She's a young mother, has one four-year-old, 
who she works all night. She has a a job where she's working with Australia and New Zealand. So she's up until two in the morning every day, taking orders from these places. Her husband works at a factory all night. He's a night shift. But she luckily can do her job at home so she can be with her little boy who is four, who is non-speaking autistic. Oh, wow. As though that is not bad and enough. And you said he had a really bad eczema. Oh He's had eczema so bad. And she was, he was laying right there by her, of course, not saying anything, but trying. And she had gloves on him so he wouldn't scratch scratch himself and off. And so, honestly, by the time we finished that conversation, I just thought, I cannot believe this beautiful young mother is doing this with a smile. She did break yeah. down for just a minute, and she said, it's just nice to talk about, but I'm okay. I'm okay. We're okay. But but it was so good for me. It was so serendipity. Yeah, that's what's interesting is that instead of saying, oh, I just, all I felt was pity and horror, and you you, you came home. Uh, I didn't know where you'd been, but you came home, and you were, you were excited for what you'd learned and for what you'd been able to perhaps give and teach. I mean, and it's something you never expected to happen. You just thought it'd be another Zoom call to someone or, you know, you'd have some small talk. Right, right, exactly. And it was it was astonishing. She was so upbeat and smiling. And, you know, we're going to get through this. And the other part I didn't tell you is that she's pregnant. Oh, I didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, maybe that represents a really hopeful. I, obviously, they're struggling financially. And she said the problem right now is that this darling little uh, boy's iPad, which is Lifeline, is just broken. So um, we had the most serendipity fun. My companion and I, we, we immediately when we hung up, we looked at um, our phone. I heard she looked at her phone and figured out iPads. They're not expensive and you can buy really expensive ones. But, but she said, I will go. I have a a grandson that's the same age. I'll find out which is best. I'll order it. And I just got a message before we started our show. It's on order. We'll take, I'll take it over to him. Isn't that great? So it was so fun to be able to just be a little niche in her needs that day. So imagine how all of our lives would change if our prevailing paradigm or attitude was number one, stewardship that we're just good stewards we're not comparing ourselves with anyone else there's no ownership we all we all are here by the grace of god number two serendipity where we're looking for good in everything we find and and we're surprised every day and then the third word which we'll talk about right after the break again has to have an s and has to have 11 letters we had to combine two words and it's called are you ready for this synergicity that's a combination between two remarkable words one is synergy and the other one is synchronicity and put them together and you've got synergicity which is 11 letters and starts with an s okay so with that we are going to leave you (laughs) think about that for a minute think about that (laughs) and uh, we'll be back to talk about that crazy s and how those three words fit together as a three-letter lesson so hang on we'll be right back welcome back to ayers on the road Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back talking about three letters that start with S. 
Um, we have these three words have really meant a lot to us through the years, and we hope that you're kind of getting the gist of what we're saying. You can do your own three letters if you want, obviously, but a lot of three letter lessons you have, but. This is a, a subject I wrote a book on a few years ago, and I, I, sometimes you understand things best by understanding their opposites, okay? So the opposite of stewardship is ownership, and ownership brings selfishness and self-centeredness, whereas stewardship brings generosity and graciousness. Um, the opposite of serendipity is tightly structured plans and and an attitude where I only want to do what's on my list and my agenda. I don't like surprise. I don't want anything throwing me off my program. And and that's the opposite of serendipity, which is being open and and understanding that the best things in life really are unexpected. And we'll talk a little more about serendipity. And then the opposite of synergicity is sort of working on your own. It's not there there there's not there's not synergy. Synergy is this wonderful word, right? That the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. If we work well with a team or we work well with our spouse or with our family, then the result is greater than if we added up what each of us could do individually. And synchronicity, the other part of that word, is just that we're all connected. You know, you've heard the old thing that a butterfly flaps its wings in Brazil and it affects the climate in an infinitesimal way in New York City. I mean, the, 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 we're learning that the, the earth and everything in it is connected in a way that Are you sure that's right? fully understand. It's not making any sense. Well, you know, I mean, in a tiny way, everything you do affects everyone else. And so those three words... Stewardship, serendipity, and synergicity. We just love them, and we want to spend a little more time on each of them. Let's let's go to serendipity for a minute, honey, because you you are, to me, this is a skill I've tried to learn all my life. You've always had it. I think it's because you grew up on a farm. Farmers are famously serendipitous. They have to be because they're dependent on the weather for their livelihood. There's nothing they can do about it. They have to deal with it no matter what happens. If they get up and it's raining, they don't go out and, and harvest the hay that day, which is what they plan to do. Or and not only that, it ruins the hay. If it's down, you have to wait for days for it to dry out before you do it. Because if you bail it, it molds. I mean, it really is. You're right. Farmers live with serendipity. And so that illustrates the word. That, that doesn't mean the farmer doesn't have goals or doesn't have plans. It's just that he adjusts them according to the reality that comes to him, namely the weather or the temperature or whatever it is. And that's what the word really means. Now, here's a little insight. After after the next two minutes here, you'll know more about serendipity than 98, 99.99999 percent of the world. The the word was started by a very interesting young man named Horace Walpole. He was a British guy who wrote gothic novels two and a little over 200 years ago. And his father was the prime minister of England. He had privilege. He had everything. But he, he was reading a Persian fable one day about, it was called the three princes of Serendip. And Serendip is the ancient name for the little teardrop-shaped island off the coast of India that today we call Sri Lanka. 
beautiful island. Linda and I have we've been there and love that island. Linda, it's just a beautiful place. Gorgeous. It's in political turmoil right now. But anyway, Walpole read this thing about the three princes of Sorinda who went out to seek their fortunes, like all princes are supposed to do. <clears throat> but in their case, None of them found a fortune, per se. They all found something better. Each of them found something better. One found true love. One found loyalty, whatever. And and they, and they Walpole, reading this fable, said, we, we need a word for that. It's not luck. We need a word. I'll use the word serendip, the name in this story, and I'll make a word, serendipity, serendipity. And I will define it. I'm coining this word. Here, here's how he defined it. This, this has always fascinated me. He said, serendipity is a state of mind wherein a person frequently finds something better than that which he was seeking. That's a Isn't that cool? So it's a person who's so aware and so sagacious and so sensitive and so empathetic. He's he's aware so that he has his list of goals or plans or he has his to-do list or whatever. But he, what does Walpole say? Quote, frequently finds something better than that which he is seeking. So think of a horse plowing a field with blinders on. All the farmer wants him to see is that row ahead. But if he's serendipity, the blinders come off and you see to both sides and you realize every day things will happen to you that you didn't expect, but they're better than the things you're planning. You're working away on a project and an old friend calls. Well, that's better than what you were working on. Stop what you're doing. Jump over to that. So again, those beautiful words that through awareness and sagacity, a person who is serendipitous frequently finds something better than that which he is seeking. Which happened to me, as we I explained in the first half of this, this show, uh, when I went to visit this young mother. Yeah. I mean, I just thought, okay, th- this is our assignment for today. And we were... So Let's we were, get it done. Check it off our list. And I were sitting together on the couch in the little Facebook. I mean, we were Facebooking on my little phone. And it was startling. It was so amazing. It was... Like a whole amazing. new world opened to you. All of a sudden... It's like, oh, my goodness, that is such a hard life. How can we help? I mean, it really was a startling serendipity experience. Yeah, so serendipity, it is just, it is not luck. It comes, again, remember how Walpole started the definition of his word that he created, a state of mind. It's shifting your mind so that you're saying, I don't control much of anything. I mean, that's the opposite of serendipity is control or the illusion, the false illusion of control. Right. I'm in charge of my agenda. I'm going to get it done. You know, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve positive mental attitude. I'm going to do it. And I'm not saying those things are bad, but they need to be modified with the idea we really control so little. We, <laughs> we It's almost a joke to think that humans control anything. Right. It is. I mean, we have a, we have stewardship, which we can't forget about, over a lot of things. Yeah. And, and they're kind of, some of them are happy stewardship, some are not, some are hard. But what puts the fun in life is the serendipity because things are just unexpected things happen and it is so fun. And if you're looking for them, they are there. It is amazing. One day I left my phone at my seat 
in on a plane. And luckily, before I got all the way out, I was just about to step out of the plane because, you know, they won't let you go back. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, there's a phone back here. And I went, I went running back, you know, the last few people were coming off and, uh, and the guy was holding up the phone and we talked for just a minute and I'm not kidding. We figured out that we were related. I mean, oh, you know, wow. we were like That's second or third cousins. We had a similar last name and it was pretty amazing. And I thought, this is awesome. You know, you just can't plan things like that. Well, and so one of the things we often do when we're speaking to audiences about serendipity, and we do speak about it a lot because we think it's a powerful concept, and it's one you can talk about to to mix groups. You don't have to be a religious person to understand this concept, although if you are religious, then you see it in a different light. Maybe God, maybe it's God who's putting some of those serendipities into your life and so on. And we'll often have people... We'll say, look, just alter how you plan your day. Just think think of your day as this sheet of paper that's blank, but put a line down the middle of it. And on the left, write down all the things you're planning to do. Pick up the child from soccer, go to the meeting, um, finish the assignment. You're, you're listing those, and that's your plan for the day, and that's good. You need a plan. We all need a plan. But on the other side, leave it blank on the right-hand side and write down the things that happened to you that day that you couldn't have planned, the serendipitous things. And and at the end of the day, you'll find that both sides are really powerful and important. I mean, on the right side, you may have uh, watched the unexpected sunset, or you may have get to know this new person that you met quite by chance, or you might have followed an impulse I had to call Aunt Hilda, who turned out that she did need a call from me or whatever. So it's nudges, it's feelings, it's noticing things that most people don't notice. It's beauty. It's uh, it's all these things that are powerful and good in our lives that we can't plan. I mean, no one plans 6.30, watch the sunset, because right, you don't right, know right, if there will right. be one. These are things right. that happen. And are we serendipitous enough to embrace them? So our challenge for you this week, we only have a few more minutes. We need to hear about synergicity as well. Um, but but our challenge is to look for the serendipities in your life, and you will find them. It is so fun and keeps life exciting. Yeah, and we also want to talk about how these three are connected. But But synergicity, again, I mean, this is a fascinating one. It just means that humans are all connected and that we do our best work and get our most learning and bring about the most worthwhile things when we work with other people. The the synergy of that, the, the learning that, hey, everyone's better than me in some way and I can learn from them and I want to draw them out. We want to work together. We want to get this done. It's a it's a powerful. It's, you hear synergy a lot in business, trying to form these teams that work well together and so on. The best application for synergy, though, is in in marriage. I mean, you know, the best marriages we know are people who don't compete with each other or try to, you know, be as good or better than their partner. They 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 appre- and and they don't envy. Well, they do in a, in a good way. They might say, "Wow, I wish I had some of Linda's great qualities." But mainly, they're like, isn't it great we can combine those? The things I'm lacking in, Linda's pretty good at, and vice versa. And can we work together? And is that how we can do our parenting? So there's synergy there. And so there's synchronicity. Again, this idea that we are all connected, and we need to 
appreciate even the things we don't know very much about. Absolutely. It's, it keeps life interesting if you have these concepts in your mind. And I, I go a lot of days when I don't think about it, but when something happens like happened to me, uh, yesterday yeah, really i mean brings it, it brings it back like oh okay i'm not really watching for these if you watch for them they're there for you so again i know we're we're flying over a lot of this if, if anyone if anyone's deeply intrigued by the three s words you can certainly i mean i've written a couple of books that, that really relate to it but the, the most comprehensive one is a book called the happiness paradox and the reason it's called that is because what data is finding, what research is showing today, that the very things we thought would bring us happiness actually detract from our happiness. And they're those three opposite things I mentioned. Ownership, which we think is going to bring us happiness, turns out to, to bring great unhappiness to, to individuals and to societies. And control, that thing we all think we want to have, actually blows up in our faces because we're always frustrated when we can't control things, which is most of the time. And when you get to, you know, independence, I would, I don't want to need anyone else. I want to just do it on my own. I don't want to be codependent. I'm independent. That also, those are the three greatest sources of unhappiness. So it's the happiness paradox Control, ownership, and independence do not bring happiness. Their opposites do. And the opposite of control is serendipity. The opposite of ownership is stewardship. And the opposite of independence is synergicity. So if you're interested, the name of that book is The Happiness Paradox. But they work together, those three words, and we've only to touch the tip of the iceberg. That's true. But before we leave you today, we, we have to say we love the synergicity that we're getting from BYU Radio, who facilitate yeah. this, this wonderful, fun podcast for us. And also our producer, um, Logan Gardner, who is always flexible he, and uh, always a crazy schedule. It makes appreciate us look it. good um, when we kind of flub up and we so appreciate him. Yeah, we do. And that's a good example. You're right, Linda, of synergicity. So anyway, three-letter lesson. Hopefully that'll be something you'll think about. If nothing else, look up those three words online and you'll find some interesting things about serendipity and stewardship. You won't find synergicity. You'll have to look up synergy and synchronicity. So we send our very best as we plunge into the Christmas season. Good luck to you all. And we'll see you again next week on yeah, Ayers. In on December. We'll in see December. you in December. On Ayers on the Road. Thanks for joining. 